0: To Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright. Future's lily white. Come on, your spurs.
1: Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 10, episode 34. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. I'm Chris. And we all witnessed a Gareth Bale masterclass at the weekend, didn't we? I mean, where has he been? Where has that been all season? I mean, that was a absolute rolling back the years, Gareth Bale, wasn't it? So, let's talk a little bit about the game. Um, Sheffield United, I mean, let's face it, they've been pretty poor this season, right? They're already relegated. Um, got rid of Chris Wilder maybe a month or so ago. So, I was expecting us to take three points in this game. Um, saw the team sheet, really, really happy. It was like really front, you know, team that's going to be on the front foot attacking um, side. Really, you only got a two centre-halves in Hojbjerg, everybody else really was an attacking player on the, on the pitch. So it was like, it was great to see that. Um, I thought we played relatively well in the game as well. Um, I mean, it's quite clear that the tactics that they've worked on this week is, was really simple for me, which was runners in behind. And like that was so, so clear watching that game that there was always at least two of that front four was spinning and going in behind the, the Sheffield United back five. Um so that was really good. And it stretched him, didn't it? And it just allowed us to have so much more possession. And then, I mean, Bale just uh, all of his goals were absolutely magnificent, um, all in their own way. It was sort of the first one, which was a lovely ball from Oreo, who played really well. And I know why I give him a lot of stick on this podcast, but Aureo played really, really well. Mainly because he didn't have any defenders. Defending. It. Yeah. <laughs> he could just go forward, couldn't he? Yeah. Um but it was a lovely ball from him. Um great finish from Bale I mean and the the two goals that he he got you know after that were just absolutely clinical weren't they it was like as soon as he goes through you're just like well you know it's in the back of the net bang there we go and then some with the fourth one which is actually my favorite goal of the game like the way he just bent that into the top corner was lovely so it was a game of you know Spurs having a lot of the ball lots of chances lots of brilliant goals it was you know what it was just it was really enjoyable to watch it and like probably for the first time in God knows how long you could sort of sit there at 2-0 and then at 3-0 being like, this is great. Like I'm not stressed about anything. I can just enjoy, enjoy the football. So I, I really enjoyed it Um, and hope that there's more of the same. What, what did you both think of, of the game and sort of how we played?
2: Well, I think that really is that it was just enjoyable. You could just sit back and watch us, like, pour forward. I had the same thought about Sheffield United having just been relegated. But I was reminded by a Fulham fan this morning. I was talking to a Fulham fan. He said when they were last relegated, they had a great run after they got relegated because they were liberated. Mm. And so, actually, there was was potentially a risk of that, I suppose. And they are relatively well organised. But, you know, like you say, a Bale Masterclass, those three goals took him to 11 goal involvements in 16 games. So actually, that's an average of one every 66 minutes. Yeah, he's scored bad. nine. He's had two assists. So that's the best record in the league this term. The next best amongst players with more than two involvements, I read this earlier, is is Harry Kane, who's had 34 involvements, which is one every 80 minutes. Now, look, I know that, you know, that's a big difference in terms of how much they've played, but it just goes to show that, you know, what would have happened if... If um if Mourinho had decided to play him, you know, and that's probably more output than I think. Actually, um, I have to fact check this, but I think that's probably more output than 60 Premier League matches of Lucas Lamella and Lacelso put together this season. <laughs> yeah, so I'd have to I'd have to check that. But, you know, so I think there is something in that. I thought um, Harry looked a bit out of sorts. I'm not sure what was happening there, but maybe it's just one of those days and he can have an off day and, you know, whatever. I loved Sonny's grin when he scored his goal. He looked really delighted, which was Mm. great. But um, I don't know. The one thing I will ask, and I've been wanting to ask you boys this, you men, gentlemen, sorry. ASD, I said that to (laughs) to Like I said to her, I said, ASD, absolutely loved it. And, you know, I'd explained it all to her. She was like, well, you deserved it. I was like, yeah, (laughs) Um what do you think what what is the point genuinely? And I've thought this from the start and yesterday just cemented it for me. What's the point of La Celso? Oh really?
0: I'm a big fan of La Celso. I don't
2: understand I don't understand what he contributes really. Because in that position that he's supposed to play, I think he's sort of mid-table. It's like you'd be delighted if you were Crystal Palace. you know sorry to all the Crystal Palace fans and you had him in that position but I think he's a bit he's just bang average for us or am I wrong?
0: I think he does a really good job of taking the ball moving it forward seeing a pass I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised but it's its a really interesting provocation because um, I've because I, I used him as an example when I was chatting to a friend on sa- Saturday and because the more I think about Moussa Dembele and watch highlights of him, the more he annoys me. And I, because what Moussa Dembele did, right. all his highlights are amazing because what he does is he holds on for a ball way too long, like Lamella does. But he and he he gets into a situation where suddenly three players are on him and he, he's got amazing close um, ball control and strength and gets out of it. But then if you watch every single highlight, the team is, the, the other members of that team are in their positions and ready. And he doesn't, Change. He doesn't put. He doesn't disrupt the other team's midfield. Whereas I see Lescos actually doing a bit more of that, taking the ball, moving it forward quicker, driving forward. I, I, I have a lot of value in Lescos, and I see him doing a lot of good stuff for us. But I'm I'm happy to be wrong. I'm a big fan of his.
2: Okay. Well, I, I, you know, you know, I usually agree with you, so I'm interested to hear that because I just don't. I just think he's just bang average, and if he wasn't in, when he's not in the team, I don't think we miss him necessarily.
1: I I think that there's two things for me on it. Firstly, the Dembele stuff, um ASD, I've never disagreed with you more, to be honest. <laughs> the guy a guy was an unbelievable player. Um anyway, that's a that's an argument for another time. Um the La stuff, um I'm s I like him as a player. I think he, he strikes me as like a Tottenham player that he's quite skillful and like he's got that side to him. I'm still not quite sure where he plays yet. Like he doesn't think that's it. Like I, I, I think he's probably better just playing central midfield. Like when he's played higher, I don't know if he strikes me as somebody that can get you 15 assists in a season. Like I, just, I haven't seen that side of him yet, and I think if you've got someone playing in an attacking midfield position, you need you, you need to get the numbers. Um, and I don't quite know if he can do that. Um, I think the fans get frustrated with him because when he plays central midfield, it seems like he's giving the ball away all the time. Um, but I think that's because he's always trying the elaborate pass. He's trying to do something that can create an opportunity. He could sort of be doing what is doing next to him and just sort of give it easy and retain possession, which you need somebody in the side to do. But I like the also because he takes risks when he's got the ball. Um, my question mark about him is just general fitness because he never looks fit when I see him play. He Look, always looks just yesterday.
2: Fifty-five yeah. minutes. I was like, oh my god, he looks completely done in. In fact, yeah. I messaged my pal Philip and said, "What's wrong with Elso?
1: He always looks exhausted. I mean, but yeah. like, he looks. Maybe he's just one of them players that looks it because, like, even after ten minutes, he looks like he could come off. Um, so my only question mark about him is 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 his fitness. I think we've just got to try and find the right position for him. I'm I feel like you'd probably have to play more of a four three three and you'd maybe get to see a little bit more of him, but we haven't really played that too much. He's a four, two, three, one, so you're either deep or you're behind the striker. So I think La Celso's alright. I I'm probably in the middle of the two of you. I don't think that he's an absolute superstar. I think that he's got some good characteristics. Is he gonna is he good enough to be starting, you know, if you started thirty league games for you, would you finish in the top four? I think Maybe, but I'm not solely convinced. But I think he's a good, he's a good player for us to have. Like he wouldn't be one that I'd be pushing out the door or anything. But I just worry more about his fitness than anything else. Like, can he can he stay fit? Can he get fit? Because there's yeah. definitely glimpses there.
0: Yeah, he, he needs to be a mate. What we need are, is a player who's going to be there for the long haul, like playing every game alongside Bergen and then and we don't have that yet. And and people so, said
1: he was brought in to replace Eriksen as well. But I think he's a completely different type of player to Eriksen. Yeah. I don't think he'll get you those type of numbers. I think he brings control to a game. And if you want to retain possession, he's got a bit of bite about him as well, which I quite like. Um, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Ericsson was a special talent. Like he's so difficult to replace because there was so many. His reading of the game, his ability to pick a pass, his long shots. There's so many factors to Ericsson It's just his Erickson. numbers as
1: well. Is it it's just his Erickson. goals and assists? If you take Erickson. goals and assists
0: out of the team, like you're gonna find it harder. There's very few great number tens, and that's what he was. He was just a great mm-hmm. number ten for us. Like I, I can't think of many in the Premier League that, that is as effective. You, the he's only won on the title like, as well, isn't he? You see right, Yeah, I mean. Do, yeah, he must have been sitting on the bench, feeling pretty mm-hmm. smug. I love the Inter shirts though this season; like I, they're they're super smart. I wish we could have a shirt like that. Um, the the Gareth Bale's goals, I I just want to talk about them because the, everyone is so different and so brilliant. That first one, what if you watch it? He he is watching the keeper rather than ball because he can touch that ball at any point during the bounce, and mm-hmm. that's the amazing thing. Like his his athletic ability means he can stretch his leg a bit like he did for Stoke. But he can hit it on the half volley when it's coming up when it's mm. at, the, at the at the peak or the plateau of the bounce. That was incredible. Then the second one they pointed out on match of the day how he ran nearly 100 yards to make that and how he just ran away from everyone. Mm. And I loved it how he shifted it onto his left foot and absolutely smashed it in emphatic. And then was that the third one that was the second one and then and then the the long shot three completely different get goals absolutely brilliant and what i love about as well is his humility like how immediately he's pointing at aria he's pointing at his mates with friend passes i just i love him and Aurea, there, there was there was a time when aria was way too far up the pitch and it was barely in the left back it might have even been him pre-assisting his goal he might have even set up Sonny to then as him assist him or whatever it was. I thought that was amazing. Um, What's his face? Should have got, it was a definite red card. What's the point in VAR when you see a man look and then stamp on a man's head? Mm -hmm. Like, and it it comes back, if you're a professional footballer, if you don't know what you're doing with your feet, then you shouldn't Mm. be on the pitch. Like, it's not a difficult thing. I I don't understand how that happened. And then, I was also annoyed because we predicted 5-0 and Reggie should have scored. Like, really should should have scored.
1: You, oh, like when you hit it, you're just waiting for the net to go, aren't you? Like, What's wrong? Just one of them. Like, how's that not gone in?
0: Yeah, but it was great to see Sun score. So harsh that it was, it was the tightest of margins for his offside goal. But again, emphatic finish. It just That must be what it must be like watching Man City. You're just playing people who are just not as good as you and you just beat them. You just yeah. beat them. It's not a difficult game.
2: It goes cool. to show, though, what what Sonny's kind of runs are like and, like, the the tiniest of margins. Because how many times have we seen that dotted red line of just, yeah. like, teeny tiny bits yeah. of, you know, of, like, goals of his that have been disallowed? And, you know, and, and he always finishes them. Yeah. Um, so two questions. One is – um or three, then, actually. One is, do we think Bale will stay – do we think Reggie will stay, and what's going on with Ndombélé?
0: Mm. I mean, the last, the last one is super interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. where is he? What well, he must have done something. Um, and for Delhi to get back in the team, he must be working hard in training. And maybe Ndombélé is not. I don't know. He
2: said that I saw Ryan Mason in the interview before the game, and he said, you know, the la- you know the lads have had a really good week in training, but Delhi has particularly stood out. So I wanted to reward him.
0: And it must be hard for him because Delhi has got an ego on him, which is why we love him. But to come in for a player who ne- never had the same amount of talent, who's only 29 to take over and start telling him what to do. And for him to show that humility and to accept Mason's leadership or Chris Powell's leadership, I think is a really remarkable thing when he wasn't doing it for Mourinho. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think as well, like whenever there's a managerial change, there's always a surprise. Like someone like, you know, one of us three could take over the Spurs shop tomorrow and we'd take somebody out. We'd do something different, which would yeah. surprise a lot of people just because managers just have a way of playing, don't they? And it's like, there's no, there's no doubting. And ability is a sensational footballer, but, the problem with, I think, it's similar to La Celta, Like, where does he play? If he plays deep, you're asking him to do stuff he's not good at defensively without the ball. If you play him high, he doesn't have as much involvement in the game. Like, again, it's sort of like you'd think logically a four-three-three three might free him up to be able to do a bit of both. I think that I think that Mason, has struck me from the games we've had, he wants more possession. He wants to control the ball, and Bele is never going to give a simple ten-yard pass to the fullback to retain. He's never going to do. It. It's not. He's thinking, how can I set a goal up? Like that is his first thought. Like how can I create something? And that mindset is absolutely brilliant. But with that comes a lot of giving the ball away. And like Undenbele probably gives it away as much as anybody else does. But he will equally play four or five unbelievable balls in a game, which will create a goal-scoring opportunity. So. Mason's obviously look at looking at that he's obviously he's thinking about what formation does he want, like Hoberg is really the first name on any Spurs fans sheet at the moment if you were to do your side. So it's really like who does he partner him? and he's gone with Lacell to the last couple of games again because I think that we we keep the ball a little bit better with him. Um, it's just it's back over to Undenbeli now, isn't it? like you know like you know if, if he's re- if Mason is rewarding people for how well they've trained. At least you know what you've got to do. Like, there's no, you know, it's not unclear. Like, he said, Delhi's trained really well, so he's in the team. Well, Ndombele, go and be the best player in training Monday to Friday next week, and then you'll be starting at the weekend. So, it surprised me a little bit. It, more, it surprised me more when he didn't play in the cup final. Like, after that, I was then not as surprised that he didn't play, because, like, if he really, really rated him you fancied him, he'd have had him in for the cup final, you would have imagined. So... I'm not. I'm. I'm surprised, but I'm not that surprised with, with his omission. The the bail stuff is a really difficult one um, because the stats you gave Chris on how he's done when he's played this year, you can't question it. Yeah. You Cannot question it. Um. Well, I mean, in the big games, where he, how, what's how he done? Many of those, how many of those big games has he played? Well, I remember. It's I remember awesome. him. He played at Arsenal, didn't he? But the whole team stunk the place out in that game. Yeah. Um, I just think a player is really, really hard because a player like Bale, you you don't get access to world class players very often. It's like especially where we are at the minute, we're not going to have the opportunity to mm. sign many players exactly. of that calibre. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and we've said it all along this season: if you've got Bale, you have to play him and you have to play him in a position which is getting the most out of him going forward like you've got to accept that if he's playing on the right wing like you don't want him you want him obviously to do his bit defense, but you don't want him tracking back for 90 minutes you want him high up the pitch so you've got to play a way that allows us to get the most out of him for me I'm, look, I'm looking at it and I think if we don't if we don't get him we're going to have to go into the market to find someone to play in that position right and how much are you going to have to fork out to get somebody even of two thirds of his ability? You know, like I'm not saying Wilfred Zaha is as good as Bale. It's just an example. But if you then said, right, we won't keep Bale, we'll try and go and get Zaha. That's going to cost you 60, 70 million. And again, it's like, are you getting a player that's that much better? You're probably not. So I think if there's a chance for us to keep Bale, even if we just take him on on loan again for another year, like I think it's worth us doing just because if you're looking at the numbers, he wouldn't be able to do that. For 38 league games, right? Let's no. make that clear. He yeah. wouldn't be able to do that. But if he contributed, if he got you 12 to 15 league goals next season, like straight away, you're getting a great return. So for me, I think, yes, we have to. It's more about what does Bale want, I think, isn't it? Because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty at Spurs, his age and all of that. I think he, he could be looking at it and being like, do I want to be part of a project? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. But if we have the chance to, to get him for another year, I, I think we have to, just because he's got the ability. Like, And we've seen it this season and we've just not seen it enough.
2: But alone, right? Surely another year of alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, think about the adulation. I mean, you know, as on the, cup, uh, the day of the Cup final, every time he warmed up and he came like towards where we were, you couldn't... You know, the, the, the ringing out of Gareth Bale was born to play for Spurs... Just again and again and again. It was the first thing, you know. And then, of course, there was a little song about Delhi as well, etc. But mostly, it was love for Gareth Bale. So mm-hmm. imagine if we finally get a full season in the stadium, what that's going to be like for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And also, like with, with someone with Bale and the goals he scored, and I get your point, to about the bigger games. But so we. We've struggled this year because we've dropped points against the, the rest of the, the league, haven't I mean, we? Like against the rubbish, and the it's the only like,
0: point on the the big teams was just about the stats might be misleading. You know, in the same yeah. way Vinny's might be misleading because yeah. he's got hat tricks against lower league. That's that's all it was.
1: But I think I think the game against Sheffield United is sort of like case in point that Kane had an off day, and it's like that's fine because you've got another guy at the top end of the pitch who can stick the ball in the back of the net three times. So it's like you you're not solely reliant on Kane all the time. It's like if you've got son, you've got Bale. I know Lucas Moore is a bit inconsistent, but you've got other players that can step in. But, you know, we just haven't seen Kane, son, Bale. This like we haven't seen it, have we? And we all in in on deadline day all were sort of going mad about the thought of that front three. With Ndombele behind, you know, it was like, "Call oh, what? And like, we've got as good an attack as anyone in the league. We just haven't
0: seen it. No, well,
2: wasn't it Delhi's
0: first start since um, since the fir- opening day of the season? The first Premier League start since the opening yeah. day of the season?
2: I, I think crazy. I
1: heard
0: it was his third. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Given but, the amount of
1: games as what well, do you know what I mean? It's like the amount of matches we play. Yeah. yeah. To have not started many games is is absolutely mad. Um, also, wanted. I know that Sheffield United weren't much in opposition, but I thought Alderweireld and Dyer were excellent again at the centre-half, and they did well in the cup final. And that's, that's two games in a row now where both of them have looked good. Like No stupid errors from Dyer. and like that's the, been the biggest thing with him this season, okay. is he, he's brilliant for 85 minutes, and then he does something and you think, well, you've ruined it. And it's like he just seems to have calmed down and simplified his game the last two, three matches. So... That's good and, and long may that continue.
0: The other question was on Reggie. I'm scared of losing Reggie because why wouldn't you come in and get him if you're if you're yeah. Real Madrid and why wouldn't you go back if you're Reggie because he he can do whatever he wants. The boy he's, he's young, like it's the perfect situation for him. I think and I I do think we will lose him because full-backs are probably the most important position in the world at the moment. I,
1: I'm I'm not I'm not sold on him, if I'm honest. I'm like, Chris has just, just given me a proper look. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sold. Like I think the start of the season, I thought he looked great. He played well at the weekend against Sheffield United. Um, but then all the, my comparison is Aureo played really well. So it's like, was the you yeah. know? Um, I I still got a lot of question marks about him defensively. Like a lot. Like I know he's good going forward, but I don't know if he is so good going forward that you can put up with what he can't do defensively. So I imagine if still... he had a
2: proper coach, though. Yeah, I think he's doing yeah. all right.
0: You know, I think he, he's he's put his body in the way and he's he's made the right tackles. his position he's fine. I think I think we're we're not in the glory day. Like Danny Rose was never great defensively. We haven't we we've never had great full-backs, mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. Right, I can't I don't remember the model must be Walker and Rose back in you know ten years ago whenever it was. But even then, they weren't great defensively. We were just amazing offensively.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, I get, get well, his I'm amazing Instagram pictures at Christmas in that white Dolce and Gabbana. I'll put in the tree, the uh, star on top of a Christmas tree. I mean, you know, um, you know, we what we, we'll lose all that content as well. <laughs>
0: content. I'll High quality what, content. I'll
2: That's
1: what I want what I want in a, <laughs> want in a left back is I want Reggie and Davis molded as one, and you'd have the brains and the consistency of Davis, but then the athleticism and the attacking intent of Reggie. You'd have a great left back then, but. You know, I'm not saying that he's a bad left back at all. I'm just, I'm not completely sold on him yet.
2: I guess my concern is, if he goes, what are, what are our alternatives? And Ben yeah. Davis isn't good. I love, I do like Ben Davis. He's a good, good guy as well, by all accounts. Yeah. But he's not. You don't want him playing week in, week out. He's
0: old now, right? He's what? I got 33 in my head, but That's his number, no, right? No, lovely. he's not that he's, old, is he? No, no, he's not that old. I just, it's his number, but he's, he's approaching 30 now. Yeah. So he's he's going to start slowing down and just needs to. 1993. Oh no, so he's only 28. I was, it was his birthday a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, oh, he's not as old as I thought he was.
1: There's been a lot of um, managerial speculations. Well, in the oh, last gosh. week. Um, can't be bothered with it though <laughs>
2: i just want to say one thing right the first time we started talking about this jack said do you know what the bookies rarely get it wrong and i was like oh that's right jack very good because that was about nagelsman right okay no nagelsman last week we were talking about ten hag and again jack said well the bookies very rarely get it wrong and i was assured by that as well <laughs> lo and behold no ten hag although i wonder if that's a, a ploy by Ajax to try and get a, a fee for him it
3: yeah,
0: well, that Fabrizio Romano says that we turned them down you know the we backed out and we started looking at other options which is interesting um it the the bookies really vary as well based on which book you look at which is really interesting like I got sent one by Giles again um which had like gigs fairly high up and things like this and when and you just go well like I don't want gigs there as a as a
1: that's got to be a wind up, Not
2: after the and also not after the news of this week. Thank you very much. I, that's not our style as well. That's
0: probably why he's available, isn't it? He's, yeah. And I'm I'm not joking. I'm making a joke out of it. He's a he's a horrible man. Yeah. Um. And as as a Welshman, aside from that, the horrendous those stuff like he never played for Wales in friendlies. Like he he famously never played for Wales, in, and I just don't want the man near my football club. Really.
1: No. Well, at the moment, it's Rogers is up there, oh. Scott Parker's up there. And then the latest name in the last week is Potter. Ralph Rangnick.
2: Oh. Ralph Rangnick.
1: Yeah, it's the latest name, which I, I mean, I can't say I know too much
0: about him, but he, he's the latest name that's, being, that's been thrown in. He's, to Nagelsmann, what Bielsa is, to plot.
2: Yes. So he's, right.
0: and so he's just older. I think he's, what, 64? Like, he's, 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 why are we going for him? Like the, the, it's that's not right. I'm I'm getting closer and closer to Graham Potter now, you know. Just, just get him in, get it done. Well, underrated brings you through pragmatic offensive football. It could be worse. It could be worse. As I'm just, just
1: that I think that my, str- my my struggles with Potter is that it's like is that where we're at?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, that, was, where good, where not,
1: are we at? And I'm not saying I'm not saying that he couldn't be a good appointment for us, right? Because when we got Potts, I had a similar similar mindset of, like, we're taking the Southampton manager, like, mm. But But everyone sort of knew a little bit more about, like, I don't know, Potts was sort of, like, he struck you as someone that was maybe a bit more up-and-coming. As I look at Potter, I think he's a very good tactician, because if you look at that Brighton squad, it's absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Like, and really... From when Chris Hughton was there, love Chris Hughton by the way, um, he did an amazing job at Brighton. He played a very pragmatic style of football that got them results. And ultimately, that was why they got rid of him, because they didn't like how he played, what his style was. And Potter's come in, he's brought a few players in at Brighton, but the, the core of that side hasn't changed that much. And he's actually been able to coach a team that played sort of a quite a direct defensive style for a number of years into being a bit more of an open, expansive side. So you've got to give him credit for that, that he has actually been able to change players' attributes. But I don't know. I would just look at that and think, if we were going up against the likes of Klopp, Guardiola, like, is Potter at Spurs going to do enough? I'm not sure. And I, I was speaking to my dad about this yesterday, and I said, if United sacked Solskjaer and then brought in Graham Potter... I'd be thinking,
0: good, United aren't aren't a threat with him there.
1: United yeah, are second in the league.
2: They have got as well.
0: United mm-hmm. are second in the league and have won cups in recent times. Guardiola is in charge of Man City, we are about to win the fourth title in five years. Klopp took, uh, um, is managing a Liverpool side to a Champions League, World, the Champions of the World. We're seventh in the league. We... Have done nothing this season. We've been humiliated in many games. Like we, we need to check ourselves, right? Because we're, we're not a Champions League team. We're we're very similar to Arsenal. Like they it's a horrible thing, but there's this there's this decline of a great club, and we're very very similar to Arsenal. And we're we're not in the, West Ham are a top four team at the moment. You know, it's it's West Ham and Chelsea the teams in London, not Spurs and Arsenal. We I we still have to think- understand that.
1: Yeah, but I I do massively think that we've really underachieved this season. I'm not saying we should be challenged for the title, but I do think we have really underachieved. I agree. And I don't think we've got an amazing squad. We haven't got an absolutely shocking squad. Like we need, don't get me wrong, there needs to be five or six players go and we need to get the same in. But there are a number of players in that side that are still, look, look, just from an attacking point of view, like we've got some great attacking players at ours. Like we mentioned, the front three: Lucas Moura, Undembele, Deli. Like yeah. I know Lameda gets, it, but we, we've got some great attacking players. So I don't, I don't think it's absolutely horrendous. We do need to make some changes, but what, what worries me is that this is a, this feels like a really important appointment for us. Yeah. And it's like if we get this one wrong, you're going to lose Kane and Son. Like they, like yeah. you're, yeah. you're going to lose them. So that, that that's. I don't know. I just look at that and I think, you know, Kane has won those individual awards, isn't he, in the last week or so and Good come out and ones. said, I want to be challenging for the top trophies. And it's like, would those guys be, maybe they would, I don't know them, but would they be inspired if they heard we we're appointing Graham Potter as? No, new, no. I, mean, uh, we I don't know, know if
0: they would. No, and that's. I think that's an easy question to answer. No, um, and that, you're totally right. And I think we. The, I think it's a really good point you raised. I don't think we can decouple the the management and then the investment that needs to come with that. Like he needs to be whoever it is needs to be backed. It, the whoever if you get so whoever it is, but uh, you get them in without investment, then it's totally irrelevant. Yeah, and that's the bit that's as much, that's as important as who you get in. Cause you're totally right. So
1: I, are we? I, and we so I'm really, and I don't know, I don't know who the name is for this, but for me, I'd feel most comfortable us bringing somebody in that has gone through a period at a club where there's been a bit of a change and where the squad's been, because it's like, would you be comfortable backing Graham Potter to completely rebuild the Spurs squad? It's like, I don't think I would be, but I look at all those names on that list and there's not really anybody that stands out massively to me that goes, actually, I'd really that person strikes me as someone that could handle it because not many managers go through it. Right. That's the yeah, difficulty. No. A lot of them do three, four years, then move on. And we, ideally, we need somebody that that understands what this is going to be. And but that, that's what's really difficult. And that's just what's making me so nervous at the minute with it.
2: And the difficulty is, I think, as well, is that so many clubs are doing their business. So, you know we've seen what Nagelsmann's Nagelsmann's there the other one that I that people were talking about was Marco Rose who was at um gladback mm-hmm. and he's been um confirmed at Dortmund and so you know and those are all kind of you know he was how old is he, he was born in 76 so he's like 46 years, you know what I mean so it's yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of age you want because you want them to be looking forward and to be understanding all of that stuff now I mean one thing we it's a bit of um it's a it's a bit of a stretch and and it was not going to happen, but I was someone, I was talking to somebody about this and I thought it was a really interesting conceit is um, Emma Hayes. That would
0: be interesting.
2: (laughs) She is. And I mean, you know, Chelsea got through to the Champions League final at the weekend, the Chelsea women's team. I don't know if you saw that. She's a Spurs fad. She loves us.
1: I'd love to see it. She has also said
2: that that she's not interested in men's football, but I mean, you would say that if you were, but I mean, she is a proper coach. And she really, really kind of understands how to treat her players like what they're doing at Chelsea is incredible. Um, so funnily enough, I um, a friend of mine wrote to Daniel Levy and suggested uh, Emma Hayes, Emma Hayes. And, uh, and got an email back saying, um, you know, we're listening to everyone and your your uh, suggestion has been noted, which we were laughing about. <laughs> and uh, so we were just saying, well, you know, that is the one that might have been noted because I can't imagine there are going to be millions of people saying you should uh, hire Emma Hayes.
1: Mm. I mean I would honestly I would love to see that I think that would be absolutely brilliant and yeah, the only the other not the really other
2: worse than what we've just had
1: no, no, definitely not the uh the other name and it's a coach that I really like and he has gone through a period of like changing the philosophy and the culture side is um Nuno um, Espirito Santo at Wolves my only thing with that is it was like Wolves are on the decline like they he come up they've been brilliant and he's built something there but then he's not really been able to sort of adapt it for a second time, but he's the he's the only name on that list of somebody that strikes yeah. me that he could come in with a culture and a philosophy of like, this is what we're going to do. Like I've done it at another Premier League club, or just obviously on a smaller scale because, you know, he brought Wolves up and Wolves are now a solid Premier League team. So he's the only other one that I look at that and I think he could maybe be a guy that would be worth speaking to. But again, it's not the most... Inspiring appointment, mm. but I think he would be quite. I, I, I quite like what he's about. I like There's what something he's about, about him.
2: I prefer to Graham Potter, though it feels more yeah. ambitious somehow. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure why, yeah. Um, but it does feel somehow more ambitious.
0: I'm looking at the odds now. So Brendan and Santo are about I four we were to one. Rogers. No, <laughs> I, I'm just and that's the point I'm going to make. Like, even Rogers, I'll put Potter in there. Like, Sarri, Martinez, oh, yeah. Yeah. Benitez has made himself available. Uh, of course he has. Of course he has. It's, it's
1: okay, so I, I, I'm I'm just interested with this ASD. I said Sean Dyche, and you went, "Oh, why?" If if no, why no? Because
0: he is a classic. We we talk about this, right? The the there's brackets in the Premier League of what you need from a manager. But Fat Sam has his band, right? Where he will operate. He will stop you from getting relegated. Well, he was meant to get stopped 'Cause um, Most of the time, he'll stop you getting relegated, um, and that's his job. Sean Dyche ha- operates in a very thin band, and he's not right for Tottenham. He's not even right for where we are now, let alone where we want to be. I just he's, and I, it's no disrespect to Sean Dyche. I couldn't do what he does, and I'd love to see him get even better, but no.
2: So Burnley were one 0 up, but West Ham have equalised within two minutes. Mm. Just mm-hmm. for interest.
0: I, I, yeah, I got full respect for him. It just is not the Tottenham way.
2: Okay,
1: fair. Um, I'm just having a look at the Premier League table. We're fifth at the moment. We're on fifty six points. We are five points behind Chelsea. With four games to go, um, our fixture list is not that bad. But like if we're looking at who we've got left to play, like we've got Leeds you know, we're, we're better than them. You'd expect us to win that. We've got Wolves, again, yeah, the nothing. same. Yeah. We've got Villa. And then last day of the season, we've got Leicester. So it's like, I'm, I look at that and I'm like, we were talking a little bit off air. Like, I don't expect us to win all four of them just because we haven't been consistent for two years. But I look at those games individually and I think, why can we not win all four of them? Like, you've got to take into account we've got Leicester on the last day. They've got a cup final the following week. So there, there's that with them as well. Um, I think if we were to win all four of those games, we'd get, we'd get fourth. Because I look at the fixtures that some of the other sides have got, and there's a lot of head-to-heads going on.
0: Well, Chelsea have got City this weekend, where City can win the Premier League if they win that. And then they're probably also going to be playing them in the Champions League final, which has to take priority. T- Thomas Tuchel, by the way, what an what, appointment he's what? been. You mm. have a look at who he's faced. He's faced, what was it, Guardiola, Zidane, Pochettino, Klopp. Hasn't conceded a goal again with Chelsea. Unbelievable. And as soon as that front, I, I reckon they're going to win the Premier League next season. As soon as that front, their forwards start really firing. But you look at their
1: pictures, though, I stand. they've got City, Arsenal, Leicester and Villa in the league. You know, and you know an FA Cup final and the Champions League. So it's like you'd you'd think they're probably gonna look. You'd you'd assume they'll lose to City, right? Because City just beat everyone. And it's like then they've got Arsenal, Leicester, and Villa champ. Like you'd, they might draw a game there. It's like it's not completely inconceivable that they could drop five points in the last four games, not for any fault of their own, but just that there's those those games going on. So it's like I look at that and think, oh, you know what? We we might be able to catch them if we're lucky. Like That'd Liverpool Liverpool's run in is Southampton, West Brom, Burnley and Palace. So they're the side for me that they look like they they should probably just win those games. Yeah. So it's like they could be a side that, that sneak in. But whilst it's a five point gap, and I don't think that we'll win all four, I think it's a lot tighter than it looks at the moment, just given what the fixture lists are. So you never know what what might happen. I think it's important for us to at least get an Europa though. Like I know a lot yeah, of people yeah, don't yeah. like it, but I think it's important that we're in that. What I would hate to see us in the Europa League two, which comes in, is it next season oh, that comes in? Like that would be disastrous ever. to be in that. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever.
2: I just, I mean, I, I don't know about top four, to be fair. I'm not kind of convinced that, you know, there are too many variables. Mm-hmm. But actually, given the season we've had, I'd just like to see us win the last that's four it. games. Yeah. And I'd just be happy with that. And wherever it ends us up, it ends us up. And and I think because I think with that, you know, because you could with the right appointment and with the right um, motivation, you could hopefully keep Sun and Kane and say, look, even if we're not in Europe. So say we don't get into Europa, even if we're not in Europe next season, look what happened the season after Liverpool didn't get into Europe. They took that time to regroup. They had fewer games. They really focused on the league etc so the appointment's going to be really important important and if you finish on a high in that sense and you go right look what this team can do and then look what happens when we appoint the right manager and we invest in them you know that's and and it's and it gives us some hope as well doesn't it
1: yeah yeah definitely so that's
2: um, where my head's at
1: should we should we talk a little bit about the Leeds game that we've got on the weekend um now Leeds have been a side this year that I feel like most neutrals have loved watching, right? And love or hate Leeds, they have been entertaining to watch because they play such a gung-ho style of football, which always means that whoever they're playing against, there's going to be entertainment, excitement and goals. We hammered them earlier in the season, didn't we? We beat them 3-0 at at home. I think it was 3-0 at half-time. We just took them apart, just deadly on the counter-attack. I feel like Leeds play a brand of football that is quite good for us that they'll come and attack us, there will be spacing behind, like, our creative players will get a chance to make things happen, like, so I I expect us to go there and win, I don't think it'll be an easy game, and like, I look at the way they attack and look at the way we've defended for most of the season, you're back there to be goals, but again, I think we should go there and get all three points.
0: Tight first half, batter in second half, like, Three, four. Like I honestly it's maybe even we'll go down one 0 and then really beat them. I, I, I just can't see anything else. Well I think we'll just be better than them. I think they'll get a bit tired. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but I just we're just better than them and it's so plan A all the time with leads. No problem. I and I just hate their hair. All that they've got the worst <laughs> hair of any football team ever.
2: I don't know. The worst I mean I know it's been a long time, but the worst um Anti-Semitism I've ever heard Was at Ellen Road In the early really? In the late 90s Early 2000s It was appalling And that's just Always like Made me like Dislike them So I hope We're better than Frankly yeah. I've,
0: I've never I've not enjoyed Their football I've, It just seems to be In this It feels like The media's always Against Spurs And it always is Very pro Leeds Very pro Villa And just, I'm just i not Not on board With it Um Have you got a quiz For us mate Mate I've got two things Ooh. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Exciting. One, well, what I've done, and then I, when I t- told you about it, I realised, Jack, you've already done this. So, but I think mine might be a bit better. Is what I've done the problem. <laughs> yeah. Is I've gone through every Spurs player in our history and made teams made out of players who have the same first letter of their surname. And all I'm going to do now is just ask you to. Say who wins out of a team of a's versus a team of B's, oh. and then I have got a quiz, and you might need a pen and paper or something just to make a note of it, but uh I'll tell you about that so a's a's isn't the easiest one just because i i goalkeepers i mean I had milia Aleksic, who uh didn't play many games for us, he was born in nineteen fifty one Jordan archer Brandon austin uh so I had to go with Ben Annick, oh make- god have <laughs> well, lost. No. lost well, if you think that's bad, my back three <laughs> is Toby Alderweireld, Asier Casilla, and Oriya, <laughs> as a like central tower of strength Christ. with n- Nip around the side. But then it gets a bit better because there's a my... good
2: crack in that um, back three, though.
0: Yeah, and I've just realised. I am missing a player three three three. So you can either have a Tuber or Dean Austin in there as well. You can, uh, I'm, I'll put Dean Austin in there. Yeah,
2: I think Austin <laughs> shade it over a tuba. I'd say.
0: But then it gets better. So I've got uh, in midfield, Adiaz, Paul Allen, and Delielli. And then up front, we've got Darren Anderson, Steve Archibald, and Clive Allen. So not a bad I love team. Darren
1: Anderson, by the yeah. way, he was
0: he was one of my favourite players when I was growing up. He was brilliant. Players that missed out, maybe Les Allen, um, York maybe up front, because at times he was great. Chris Armstrong, Jerry Armstrong. But that that was quite easy. And then B's I had a lot of older players. So Billy Brown, goalkeeper in the 61 side. Peter Baker, similar, right back for the same team. Ron Burgess, Welsh centre-back, obviously. Uh, Guy Butters. Guy oh, Butters. But, I was but going to say, Guy Butters <laughs> has got to be <laughs> in there. And then it got interesting, because in the midfield, I had Phil Beale, legend, Kevin Prince Boateng and Nicola Bertie. Just wow, Boateng could have could have been someone. And then uh, Blanche Flower, Bale, Berbatov, Bergvine. decent. Yeah,
1: not he didn't put Darren Bent. No, he just missed
0: out, did he? Well, the ones that missed out for my bees were. Let's have a look. There's uh, Alan Brazil, obviously. Darren Bent, Lee Bernard, Sebastian Bassong. It, it, there weren't many that missed out actually. Espen Barton Um Bostock, imagine him. So I need you well, to pick. He was, a... the,
2: he was the great hope. We went to court over him, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. I remember I was
1: I was at his debut. Was he sixteen in the Europa League game? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he came on like and he was Britain. Everyone was like, "Oh, like this guy looks like it's going to be unreal." And It's like it's just
0: too much, too early, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Such a shame, right? I need you to pick. A... I'm assuming you're going to go with bees after that. That yeah. defensive eight, okay?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. C's, I've got Ray Clements in goal, Stevie Carr, Harry Clark, who was uh, a defender for us during the 60s, Sol Campbell, just because you can't argue with him, uh, John Collins, who is a Welsh defender, and then I've got Freddie Cox, who was our top scorer at one point in our history, uh, Michael Carrick, Stephen Clements, Nisa Chadley, Herbert Chapman, and Martin Chivers. Herbert Chapman wasn't a great player for us, but he created modern football. He created the push push and run so I think tactically I think he'd be good and obviously he became a manager, so I think that would be good. Um, and Chivers up front, so obviously that's good. And then Yadiz, I think Yadiz is it might be my my most balanced side. So you've got Ted Ditchburn, Ben Davis, Michael Dawson, Eric Dyer, Matt Doherty, Edgar Davids, Musa Dembele, Simon Davis, Terry Dyson, Jermaine Defoe, Clint Hmm.
2: Yeah, i will take a midfield with Embele uh, over a midfield with Stephen Clements in any day.
0: <laughs> Fine. All right. So these <laughs> A's and D's have gone through. Now, what I've done on the, this second one, I'm going to I've got one, two, three, four, five, six numbers, which mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you for. I'm going to ask you to add them up. And it's whoever's get closest. So I'm going to give you something. So the first one is how many the first number is uh, Harry Kane Champions League goals in total. So you, you write down what that is. Right, I'm going to give I you more and add it massively ripped uh, from the um, Quickly Kevin podcast. So um, so it's whoever's got it close. So the first number I need you to and then I need you to add to that Hugo Lloris's age.
2: OK.
0: Yeah. Jack, no Googling. I can see when the, the screen changes oh, colour got, on your uh, face. Got,
1: I'm, happy to, I'm happy to share my screen. I've got, a notebook got an
0: Excel. I can't,
1: I can't I can't do maths that,
0: that well. Uh, Joe Rodon's shirt number. Oh, that's at least one I've got right. Lamella's total goals for Tottenham. So it just stays the same, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> According to BBC, the minute that young Min's Son scored in yesterday... The total amount of goals that we've scored this season across all competitions. Oh, God. Okay. And I just need the, the closest so Give
2: add me a up. second. Yeah, I'll, uh,
0: these up. I'll read them again. So, Harry Kane, Champions League goals. Hugo Lloris's age. Joe Rodon's shirt number. Lamella's goals, total goals for Tottenham. Youngmin, min the minute Youngmin mins scored in yesterday and the total goals we have conceded.
1: I feel like with some of these, I'm going to be so far off. The hurricane Champions League one is completely thrown me. Yeah,
2: because I just don't
1: know. Like I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: I, I can do your, your maths if you want. In fact, it's so us do I'll that Excel. Yeah, that's what I'm doing it in as well. All right, hang can on, I? Hang
2: on, hang on, hang on. I'm not there. I need just one more. Okay. Just, and I do have to add it up as well.
0: I'll, I'll do it, Chris. Just, just I'll read out the things you tell me. Your numbers. <sighs> so, can I have your Champions League, hurricane Champions League goals, please, Jack? I said thirty. Three
2: zero. Chris oh, I don't know. I think it's higher than that. I'll go thirty five.
0: It was twenty so far. Oh. Yeah, we haven't played in that many seasons in the Chelsea. I suppose League.
2: so,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so currently Jack, you're closest, but it's probably gonna, yeah.
2: And five as well. I shouldn't have done that.
0: Hugo's age? Jack? Thirty-four? Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Or thirty-four is
2: And I'd go thirty four as well.
0: Correct. Uh Chris, Joe Roden's shirt number.
2: I don't know this one. I've got no idea. Um twelve.
0: Jack? Fourteen. That's correct. Yeah. Uh Lamella's total goals for Tottenham Chris?
2: I mean, how many years? It's been like 10 years practically, it's, hasn't it?
0: It's embarrassing, this. Um, he's, he's made 174 appearances for Spurs, according to... This okay, all...
2: I reckon he's got a 10% rate, so 17.
0: I went 15. 17 is bang on the money. <laughs> um, the minute heung scored in yesterday, Jack? I
1: had a real block with this one. Um, I know it was late, but I don't
0: think it was... Re- 74... That's what I went with. Chris.
2: I think it was after that. Seventy-eight.
0: Seventy-seven. I mean, but it doesn't it's all about how much it adds up to. Uh this is the big one. Uh how many goals have we scored this season?
2: I've just got no idea. I
1: I guessed and I said I think I'm gonna be way off. I said a hundred and fifteen. I feel like I feel like there was something where we'd got over a hundred with Jose. Chris
2: I think it's fewer than that so I got five I was five out with the first one so I'm going to go 110.
0: I mean you, you two are amazing it was 113. <laughs> and well done Jack yeah that, yeah that,
2: that, that, I, I can't take any credit for that that was all Jack.
0: Oh. So your total Jack is 282 mm. Chris you're 286 which is amazing mm. And the total of all the numbers that I read out was two hundred and seventy-five. So Jack,
2: well done, Jack. Are, well I done. mean, we yeah. did,
0: we did bloody
1: well that's on not
2: that. not bad to be. I'm impressed. I'm bad. really
0: impressed with that one.
1: Some, that's a great quiz. I, I love that. That was brilliant. Yeah.
0: Really, you
2: both smashed though.
0: Hugo's age. Uh, Joe Rose on shirt number, Jack. You got and um, Chris. You were close. And then Lamella's goal for Tottenham, Chris, bang on seventeen. It Heung was the Kane Minster. one. The Kane one was what we were furthest
1: away on. Yeah. I don't. I just had in my mind that he's played four or five seasons and he scores five or six goals every season in the Champions League. So no, he must like have four 30.
2: Seasons, four seasons, eight goals in the Champions
0: League. Mm. Let, me, but... let me just pull up the... Because
1: uh... didn't he have a thing where he was the quickest? Didn't he was in the quickest to 15 or 20 or something
0: yeah. like that? Yeah, he was. And then he didn't score much more. Sorry, my computer's super slow. Mm. Uh, here we go, let me get a
1: I love the structure of that quiz, though, AST. That was brilliant.
0: All right, we'll do more of that then. Uh, Where is it? Pretty good.
1: Because he'd beaten some unbelievable players, hadn't he, to like fastest. It must have been to 20. He'd beaten some of the the greatest players ever Mm. that played in the Champions League to that, which was remarkable. Yeah,
0: it was like Raul, wasn't it? And things like that.
1: Like Like so Torres like it was literally like all of the greats which was just oh amazing. yeah
0: let's not forget Rooney scored a hat-trick on his debut wasn't it his full debut for Man United let alone in the Champions League He yeah, was like 18 or 19 wasn't he? And it was, it was just, like it was just crazy he's one of my fa-
1: all-time favorite Premier League players I just there's some stuff that he's in trouble at Derby though isn't there because Derby and not Derby are not doing great so it's really? like all of a sudden he'll be the next casualty managerial I mean... casualty and, and then it
2: will be added to our list of potential
1: yeah. managers. <laughs> so we'll be talking about him next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, he's going to be Potter's number two. <laughs> oh
0: god, uh, yeah, let's, I can't find it. It's taking me too that's long. But, um, yeah, was it the, the social media blackout that's happened, hasn't it? Um, it was. It it was definitely felt. I felt, you know, like even looking at um, highlights just didn't come because they weren't. Sheffield United put them on YouTube, but no one else did um but that no one's watching the Sheffield United YouTube channel this season anyway are they Let's well, be it's weird when you put up highlights of losing games like that I just yeah. I just don't get it uh there you go so no, it's sort by competition um Champions League here we go 1617 got two goals
2: 17
0: 18
2: 7 18 19
0: five 19-26 that's it okay yeah yeah fair Brilliant. great but, um quickly two things united the united fans was it a good idea badly executed because we can't condone the violence towards the police the way they did it but the protests
2: yeah i think 100 percent. i think you know like let's we should peaceful protest is like a cornerstone of any democracy and so we have to ensure that we're able to do it unfortunately like with anything in any protest and you know, we know what this is with football fans because like, there have been a very small minority of football fans that have tarnished our reputation across the world for many, many years. Mm. And, you know, there were thousands of fans protesting peacefully yesterday and there were like 100 or 200 who behaved like arse hats. So, mm. you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And I think it's important. And, you know, I think it shows the depth of feeling around this stuff and that it's not just about the Super League. It's about... You know who owns our football clubs and the reform that's needed. And I don't know if you saw the Premier League statement that came out earlier today. No. no. So there was a Premier League statement that came out earlier today, and it said it said it said various things. So have a look have a look for it. But it said they're taking the following actions, a lot supported by the FA. They're taking the following actions to protect our game, our clubs, and their fans from further disruption and uncertainty. One additional rules and regulation to ensure the principles of the Premier League and open competition are protected. A new owner's charter that all club owners will be required to sign up to, committing them to the core principles of the Premier League. Breaches of these rules and the charter will be subject to significant sanctions. We're enlisting the support of government to bring in appropriate legislation to protect football's open pyramid, principles of sporting merit and the integrity of the football community. And we'll work with fan groups, government, UEFA, the FA, EFL, PFA and LMA to defend the integrity and future prospects of English football. Now, for me, that's very welcome. But, but I'm I'm also a little a little cynical to think because the Premier League are basically the twenty clubs of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So if they vote to change the rules, they can always vote to change them back. So it feels like it might be a preemptive strike yeah. to the government to the government's fan led review, because obviously you don't want to be regulated if you're the Premier League, do you? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, yeah. so it's welcome. And it's well, and I like the approach that both the FA and the Premier League took because the FA released a statement as well, which is basically like we understand the depth of anger, we don't condone the violence, which is basically how ASD started, which is exactly right, and that we should be allowed to protest. I suppose my concern is I don't, my my concern is is that football fans are competitive, and I don't want the same thing to happen at, to us, at us mm. to we really go and do something stupid because it's 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 no, it's counterproductive. You know, we've got organised, we've got a very well organised and, you know, a a vocal and influential fan group, you know, that's got some important input to make to the review and to the governance of our football club, as well as the governance of football in general. And I'd much rather be looking at, you know, supporting that and figuring that out rather than just jumping up and down and also shouting Enoch out because we've talked about this before. It's like I, I just think that that's a that's short sighted and we could end up with much worse. Mm-hmm. So, that's why. Yep. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And the other one is, it, surely Gareth Bale surely has got the longest time in between Premier League hat-tricks. Because, hmm. I mean, it's nine years, right? Because his last yeah. one was in yeah. 2012. That, that has to be a record. That's to got take. to be. I'm just racking
1: my brains if there was anybody. But you don't... I can't think about... The only thing is, is that was there maybe like a really strange player that like was a youngster and a prospect and then fell away and was just like a mid-table and then all of a sudden had a yeah. resurgence. But I feel like they would have said no if there yeah, had been yeah. a player like that he, that has also done it.
2: And no one's really gone away and come back in the same way that he has, no. you know.
1: No. No, that's a great stat. We'll have to do some yeah. investigations to find out about that one because I really hope there's someone else.
2: Wasn't he? Wasn't he just? To, I know we started it like this, but let's finish like that as well. He just—it was just terrific. It's just, you know, like as Spurs fans, that you know, that little that was great, dink they? for the first goal, and you know, all of those four goals actually were just del- were just delightful yesterday. Absolutely mm. delightful.
1: You know what it was as well. It looked so easy for him. Like it looked like he didn't even have to get out of second gear and he's just scored a hat trick at the highest level. And it's like it just looked like it like, you know what I mean, like he'll go home and be like, Oh, how was your how was your game? Yeah, it was good, scored three, like like it was nothing. And it was <laughs> yeah. just like he's just such a class act.
2: His hat I, it reminded me of a hat-trick he scored one on Boxing Day once, and I remember him um posting a picture on his social media of him with the with the football and the Christmas tree. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Was that against Filler, maybe? That
2: I think hat-trick. it might have been, yeah. Yeah, but sure.
0: brilliant. You know, his house in Wales. He's recreated like the best holes from a, from golf courses around, or is it? It might even just be the best putting greens. But I'm sure it's the best holes in golf. He's just recreated them in his own private golf uh, course. Why wouldn't
2: that's you? Amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. I love that. Why would
0: you?
2: <laughs> that's
0: what money's for.
1: Yeah, Brill. Well, look, a great way to start the pod and a great way to end it. And let's hope there's more Gareth Bale loving. Can and- I
0: um, just give a shout out to one of my mates? He um, he's in hospital at the moment because he um, he shoved a load of toy horses up <laughs> oh, no. up his bum. But uh, it's all right. The doctors said he's in stable condition. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's- is that feature coming back? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been
0: a
2: while. I actually had a look of concern on my face at the beginning of that. I'm like, oh, no. Poor friend of
1: I, I could see the grin at each word. It was just getting bigger oh, and bigger and God. bigger. And it was like, oh, no, not again. I can't. Yeah. There Amazing. you go. Amazing. Well, until next week. Uh, and send, send your best to um, your friend, would your you, SD? Until yeah. next week, remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's really white. Come on, you spares.
3: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
0: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world.
3: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball. The billow of the net. The beating of the trap. And the picking of the lock. The swiftness of thought. The lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsmann. We are the collective gasp. The intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the thirty-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbutt, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill. We are Blanche Flower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.